welcome to episode 460 of the Steel Cage Podcast. My name is Derek Monti, occasionally known as the devil himself, and I am joined by my Brady Brunch type group here. Uh, first up in this corner, he's the white meat baby face of this podcast. It's the one and only Neo X. Just keep in mind, it's the other white meat. It's the other white meat. Uh, yes, indeed. Get, get you. <laughs> Take that however you want to take that. Uh, also over here, he's turned more heels. Uh, he's turned heel more times than Big Show. It's the one and only Uncle Beak. I'm pretty sure I've been the baby face my entire run, no sir. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Look at I've this seen, baby face. I've seen you turn heel multiple times on the Twitter timeline in one day. In one day. Paul White never did that. Uh, last but not least, he's the founder and proprietor of this podcast, but also the cutest little girl in the world. It's the one and only Joshua Schlag. The the father of the cutest little girl in the world. Yeah, he's, he's the proprietor there. of the cutest founder, little girl. Founder, founder, like, proprietor, founder <laughs> proprietor of the podcast and the cutest little girl in the world. No, you're the founder <laughs> proprietor of the cutest little girl in the world. No, I'm going, I'm sticking with it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Post, guys, in the world. We'll fix it in post. No, it's exactly right. It's exactly how I meant to say it. Uh, and this is this is why I hate you guys. I don't want to I, see. Look at we're going to start out like this. Uh, we got so oh, much. Not using the words. Yeah, I know words are hard. Words are hard, Beak. Um, and I'm just confused by everything now because I I don't know when I've worked myself into a shoot, uh, and I don't know if I'm working and shooting, and if I'm shoot, if I'm a mark. Uh, but we got Cody Rhodes and Brandy apparently leaving AEW. Uh, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Your thoughts? Gentlemen. Is it a work shoot? Is it a work shoot? Is that what you're suggesting? Um, well, personally, I think it's for reals, just because I want it to be. Because well, the news is out there, shoot. though. That's 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 it's almost confirmed. It might be all point. of us, man. It might be what? a multi-leveled work. What's the what's what's confirmed though? Like, what are you saying is confirmed? Well, I thought I I thought I had read where there's like these plans already for Daniel Bryan, and there's like a lot of speculation. No, he hasn't put pen to paper, but I guess everything is steering towards you know that it's everything is steering towards that direction because I, I guess according to uh, the speculation, he didn't resign for AEW for money reasons. I heard I, it was also to deal with the fact that he's no longer got creative control. Creative control was I heard was creative. A big part of it. I, I heard it was for money WWE, reasons. He's going to be where I imagine he'd have limited creative control, but still not as much as he wanted to in AEW. Well, that's my question. Is that's the part that doesn't make sense to me right now? Yeah. Him and Brandy are executives within the company at AEW. AEW is successful. They're on a roll. I don't know much about their finances, so maybe that's something they know more about considering that they are inside, right? Like, if this is a real legitimate case of them abandoning ship and leaving to go to WWE, perhaps part of it is that they know more about the inner workings of of AEW than, than we do, right? So maybe they see some things that tell yeah. them this, this isn't going to have as long of a, a life as maybe we all think it, it's going to. I was I reading on on Pro Wrestling Torch that you know Cody is is pretty much unofficially confirmed to go to WWE because of you know where where else is there to go at the first and foremost and I th- and like like I like I thought it was uh, you know it was it was chop it up to money you know so I think and and it kind of makes you think if it if, and this is just my thought if it's a money thing think about what they've done recently. Uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, John Moxley, Adam Cole. I'm I'm pretty sure those those contracts are going to be pretty damn hefty. So when they came for him to resign, maybe he was maybe maybe the uh, the con you know money bags aren't as unlimited as we thought. Perhaps, and and I wouldn't disagree with that. But I I just have a hard time believing it. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing it. Maybe was Cody's plan from the get-go. Like, to leave WWE, increase his stock, and then come back to WWE eventually. Well, that's... Honestly, we talked about that exact thing a long time ago yeah. on this exact podcast. This exact <laughs> piece of shit podcast. That, hey, like, like, that's 100% Derek, what we were committed to thinking hey, that it was. 
It's like the, uh, it's like Vince McMahon. It's like you know the whole Chris Bay situation. Remember that? Right, right. But think, go, think, think, go, think, go think Cody Rhodes, and then come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> go make a name for yourself, kid. Then come back. Right. Then come back. Well, huh? no, like the that's the part about it. Like that, I just I don't. Mm, there, there's a lot there that makes me question if this is real or not. On one hand, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of reputable people uh, who typically break big news like this in, in the right kind of way uh, that have said that Cody and, and Brandy both are going to go to WWE. Like, there's there's that's fine. I just have a hard time believing that they're doing that when AEW still has so much more to offer them and so much... I mean, honestly... WWE will fire you in a heartbeat, right? Like, there's so much more uh, the, the stability at somewhere like AEW. Not to mention the fact that they have the show on on they have the they have the reality show on TNT. Cody Rhodes is part of the Go Home Show or Go Big Show on TBS. Yeah. I just can't believe that he's walking away from all of this stuff to go back to WWE. So smells, smells of work. It definitely like all signs point to work. The fact that they all three released their statements like within hours of each other or minutes of each other is uh, points to the direction of work. Well, Tony Khan even Cody's said this. But hang on a second. Everything no, Tony's been doing with this character has kind of been mixing reality and pro wrestling right. like right. tropes. And maybe this is more of that. Who knows? That's why I think it's really, really interesting. It's probably the most interesting that happened. So well, the, fans, the fans are rejecting Cody and AEW. So now he's gonna win the fans over at WWE, maybe, or maybe even he might come in as a heel. Like he, he's been unlikable. So mm-hmm. he has been. He has been unlikable. Um, well, because but- let's let's remember too. Back in I think it was two thousand six when he when he left two thousand six two thousand sixteen. I'm sorry, two thousand fifteen two thousand sixteen. Where that's when he actually left for creative purposes, right? Because he left because Stardust was, yeah, he hated Stardust. floundering. Yeah, so basically. so when he left, and that's when the wrestling Despite world. Despite the got fact it. we were all enjoying it very much. Yeah, it was right. like literally the best thing he had done his entire career. <laughs> that really- well, the remember when he had the plastic mask? You know, yeah, that the was a lot of plastic fun. mask I should have in my possession. Right, that was, the best. That was great. Right, like that was a period of time. But he mm-hmm. actually, when he's always been weird. And when he's work heel, has tend to be when he's the best. And that's why this work in AEW has been some of his best here at the tail end, if you want to call it that, of his career with AEW, which I still am fucking doubtful of. I, I think that they wouldn't let him go out there and have high-profile matches like they let him do uh, if if they well, were. Well, because he's also never won. He's also never won the WWE title, right? He's, like, never held no. it at all? No, his biggest thing was Intercontinental. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's got to mean something to him. I, I would imagine, you know, someone who broke into the business with his father to do stuff at WWE, right? I'm sure, like, he wanted to conquer that WWE mountain. Well, yeah, really. It's, what it's he just prove at AEW at this point, like, right? He's pretty much everything he can do there. Like, why would he want to win a tag title? That's not. That's a downgrade sure. for him. So let's talk about this. Going back to WWE. Cody Rhodes has been probably the biggest advocate or the biggest, I, I guess, um, you know, uh, the, the person that would most not put down the WWE, but really like really nudge into the WWE. Remember the whole throne breaker thing, right? Sure. The, the throne that breaker. Had nothing to do with, uh, with Triple yeah, H, even though it was a sledgehammer. Yeah, and then he said, we don't rename our, our guys like Gunther McGittacuddy or something like that. Yeah, like, right. he, he's the most notorious line stepper. Um, habitual. You know, he's a habitual line thank stepper. Thank you. For he's sure. the most habitual line stepper when it comes to stepping over that WWE line. So, so how do you feel like he'll be received if he does go back to WWE knowing what he has done, right? Even back in the day, remember, he would be like, fuck the revival you know, Vince probably um, has, didn't even know that he did it. Vince probably doesn't have any <laughs> idea these things were stated. Honestly, right. Vince's all Vince is saying, Hey, Cody left us, 
Then he went to the other guys. Now if he comes at us, that means we're better than the other guys. That's all he cares yeah. about. Well, think about yeah. it, right? He's 100%. getting a, a, a co-founder of WW or of AEW. Yep. I'm sure he was a board He's member. Catalyst. He's literally the reason AEW exists is because Cody stepped away. That yeah. They decided to do AEW, uh, or excuse me, all out or all in off of a all bet. In. Yeah, it was yeah. a bet. Like they they wanted to prove they felt they're wrong. So. And, right? and, and dude, that that whole run that he did in like 2000, you know, 15, 16, I think that's when I really got sucked back into wrestling, you know, like like for real, for real, like a, a person, a person who's breaking off the, the WWE shackles and going to go do his own thing. Remember the list that came out? Yep. That yep. thing was like mind blowing. Everyone copied it after that. For it's time. It exactly. Like Every damn exactly. wrestler like, where's my list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I hope, I would imagine with what, WrestleMania is in April, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got to be slated for like, if he's going to, if he's going to move in to the WWE, you know, if he's going to go to New York. What's the match then? What's yeah, what's the match? The match? Like, is he going to go to Raw, SmackDown? Like, what do you guys think? It's, it's got to be him and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice. <laughs> versus, yeah. versus, versus Stephanie and Trips versus no. Stephanie and Trips yeah the three way a three, three way, way couples match do we as wrestling fans do we know anything about AEW contracts and the, the way those things are structured you know Not obviously WWE has all those non-competes and they can't show up until no. X number of days no. well according, according to reports his contract has been up for a while and he has been working somehow yeah. well, at AEW, not under contract. Technically, he was not mm-hmm. under contract when he did that match with um, Sammy for the for the AEW title. Right, that's what. Yeah, Damn. that's what he was saying. Well, he said some shit when we were in DC that was very, you know, that that episode of Dynamite where he was talking about the contract and not the contract yeah. I thought I was going to get or whatever. The, thought, the new you know, pipe bomb. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I don't mean to do this, but I'm going to do it. I yeah. messaged him just to see, because at the time. He follows you? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, his cool. his account was still the AEW Outreach Program account. So when all of this news was going down, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to shoot him a, a message because I have a feeling it's still him. Because it was still at Cody Rhodes, <laughs> right? But they had just changed the name on it and stuff. So I just I sent him a message on Tuesday that said, not sure if you're still seeing these, but wish you guys nothing but the best no matter where you go. And then much to my surprise, I get a message back the next day from an account that is now called Cody Rhodes once again and not the AEW outreach program account or or community outreach. Uh, And it says, thanks, baby. So proud of everything accomplished at AEW. So, I mean, people, baby, like his dad. He calls people baby. He go, well, he calls me baby. I don't know if he's going to call you baby. It's different. We're on a baby kind of level between the two of us. But uh, apparently, yeah, he is very uh, much selling this um, as the actual thing that's going on. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just sent back, yeah, you You absolutely should be. That's all I left it at. I'm not going to poke around, baby. I'm not going to poke around, daddy. I'm not going to try to find out if he's coming into New York or not. Uh, what I am going to do, though, is I'm going to ask you guys this. Um, does it matter with AEW? I'm not talking about Cody. Cody, I think, is going to be good no matter where he goes, right? Whether he does this thing. I predicted on Twitter that he's going to go do the, the indie thing again. I think he's going to go back. Do you think Cody is, you think uh, Cody is think, a pillar or a pivotal linchpin of AEW? No, sir. I guess that's my question. Like, well, I, know he's like gonna, I, I think he's going to go do, that's what I'm my thing. He's going to stay under contract with AEW. He's going to kind of do the thing to get cool cred again. He's going to go to AEW or he's going to go to PWG. Ooh, he's going to go to Defy. Doing, so I think doing so. A, he's, doing a, he's doing the loose cannon. The run. Yeah, I, I think he's going to go to New Japan, you know, show up there, do something, and then all of a sudden he'll come back to AEW miraculously. I remember that's Chris I Bay. I think Chris Bay did that, right? He was like, he was on 205. And then he was on like Impact, and then he was like on something else. Chris no Bay one from WWE is to, to dispel these rumors. Like you would think, like no, we're not interested in Cody Rhodes. Would be something they yeah, might drop if they weren't. Uh, just to ruin, just to ruin, just to rain on their parade, right? It, yeah, just if this to, was AEW's like gimmick thing that they're 
Like WWE yeah. realized, well, this is clearly a work, but we'll just say, yeah. no, Cody's not coming here. No, it's very true. It's very true. Um, I, I, a friend of mine works. Like, let's not, let's not ruin the game. For but a, friend of mine, also... a friend of mine works at WWE and he sent me a message that started out with like, you can't tell anybody this. And then it wasn't anything exciting, but I totally thought when he said that, that was like, a, oh my God, he's going to tell me Cody's coming right now. Like, I thought that was totally what he was going to tell like, me. And it wasn't that at all. Someone smoking mirrors, Derek. So you can't tell anybody this, but the new uh, the new dog treats from WWE are coming out. Oh, next year. <laughs> They're amazing. But let's talk about one thing that I feel like is is really kind of putting the rocket on this idea with WrestleMania being, you know, so, so close. I feel like because the WWE kind of has gone goes through these lulls when they're trying to build up to WrestleMania. Because honestly, I I don't feel like there's really anything with a lot of bite into it right now because we already have Brock Lesnar in the main event. The women are, I think they're still um, hashing out their stuff. Um, Who won the Royal Rumble, right? It was Charlotte? It was not Charlotte. It was Ronda Rousey and it was Brock Lesnar. Okay, thank you. So, So that those... Those matches are already set. I feel like with that in mind, because those are set, they, there's now this lull period. I think that's kind of when Cody would make his, you know, uh, his debut and, and really shock the WWE world. So Goldberg you know? wins and then Cody challenges Goldberg. Is that what you're thinking? Well, do you think do you think Cody would work? Do you think Cody would ever work in Saudi Arabia? Um, would Cody take a lot of money to work your one match? Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> if we'll go wrestle there, then I think Cody Rhodes will. My, my, I just, uh, but do you I think still, like he should go after really Roman Reigns? Huh? Do you Cody think he should Roman go after Roman? I don't know if he's ready for to be like immediately jump to the main event. I, they say they have big plans for him in the rumors, but. You think Vince McMahon's gonna make this guy the main event immediately? That's that's cool. a pretty big main event. Uh, he he could go after Bobby Lashley, and no one would bat an eye about Bobby Lashley dropping the WWE title to him. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes against Braun Breaker. <laughs> oh no! No, I'm, I'm, I would totally see Vince McMahon like bringing him back oh. over, and then humiliating him for a little bit, and then maybe doing something. That's and you and you know what? But is being it, the it, champion it's, of NXT humiliating? Well, I mean, but, not, maybe Braun Breaker beats him. I didn't say he's going to win. But to oh, Beak's okay. right. point, but it's not that. out of the realm of possibility for WWE no, to not, specifically not even do a that. Bit. That's the sad thing. That's yeah. that's yeah, kind of where like you want to cheer on. You want to cheer Cody. You want to cheer on Cody Rhodes because he's making the lateral move. So many WWE, WWE talent has gone to AEW. He's doing the latter. You kind of want to cheer for him to do well. And you kind of want to make sure that he's not damaged goods upon entry. So a part, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart where I want him to succeed. And if he's going to move, if he's going to jump ship, he's going to if he's going to leave his essentially the baby that they created with AEW. I mean, he's got to either come over for a shit ton of money or to take the strap off Roman. Like that's kind of what. That's kind of where my my bars have been set right now for oh, Cody Rhodes. Bananas. <laughs> it's just it's it's all so weird to me because the entire I, I don't time, want him to settle for less. That's the problem. The you. Cody Rhodes the Cody Rhodes thing has felt like it has been setting something up. It really has. It really has. Even even throughout this contract dispute, even this whole thing, right? Like his refusal to turn and all of that kind of shit. Uh, the way he pokes fun. At, at the doors, you know, with the entrances, you know, like, oh, oh, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in this. Oh, no, I'm going in this one, you know, you know, another kind cool, of stuff. Another cool thing that I really liked was the fact that, you know, he, they, he and Sammy had like the first match with AEW. And if that was his last match at AEW with Sammy, I mean, that's kind of poetic as well. Bookends. It's, it's bookends. nice. Yeah. It's nice yeah. bookends for sure. But I like that. Um, I, I don't know, man. I like, like I said earlier, I think AEW's in good hands, and I think he believes that, mm-hmm. uh, and he has Even... to do what's right for his career. But that still makes me wonder: 
what he knows, right? Because mm -hmm. there to me just seems so much more stability in in the TV deals he has. Or maybe just with, didn't like working those with guys with Turner. Maybe I look, so that's, man. That's I don't know. Too. Apparently, those guys, that relationship got bristly. Are you talking about with the with the TV? No, with the rest of the group that kind of started, like the Bucks. Oh, with like the other EVPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it would kind of Kenneth, make sense because Kenneth Omega, Mister from Kenneth. one one uh one from one standpoint, uh, they really never worked together in AEW. Yeah. Right, and it's not like they were super chums before. Like they just, Cody kind of befriended him with them when he went on his indie run. So, right, right, it was yeah. a business partnership. Maybe they're well, again, it's, it's well, not and that I think that, that to your, oh sorry, just, I was just going to no, say to uh, your point, to your point with the stability with AEW. There's even yeah. there's even now, um, I think Tony Khan confirmed it where they're now slowing down the number of people that they're signing. And I because, was going to bring that up because of the, the fact, way. like maybe the yeah. the well, the con well is running a little bit dry, maybe just well, a little bit dry. Uh, Look at I how maybe, maybe his dad's just like I don't know if yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's probably not. It's definitely not running dry, but whether yeah. or not how much they can pull, he's allowing then, the squeeze for him for the, yeah. The, they the might bucket, be looking at the, some the of the numbers, you know. The wrestling. Well, no. Bucket. Here's the thing, though. They have they a robust roster. Down, they don't seem to be they, slowing down. They just added well, new people. Well, no, here's the thing though. They're they're gonna be able to add people on deals where they know because of their insider knowledge of the wrestling business and especially the indie business, they know how they can get talent from the indie scene and they know what they can pay them because most you know the EVPs involved live that life, right? They they, they know, especially with the, the state of independent wrestling right now, exactly what they can pay really great talent that's still at an entry level that's never worked on TV to come and be a part of AEW. They know how excited people are going to be. So I'm not saying they're going to take advantage of that, but there's definitely a payment structure there where they're aware of paying, you know, guys who honestly are on TV just as much as like the WWE guys that got let go and are jumping over uh, who are probably getting paid substantially more based on their television experience and their name brand. And, you know, Someone like Alistair Black, for instance, is probably getting paid substantially more than Dante Martin. But I don't know that, right? But Dante Martin is a really big character on TV. More importantly, let's say like Alistair Black, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm using his wrong name here. Um, uh, what I don't oh, even know his name. Malachi. Uh, Malachi Black, thank you. Uh, he's getting paid substantially more than Hook. There's a better, you know, comparison because Hook is hot and incredible. Hook gets paid because hot of his youth. Oh, that boy, chips. he's he's the best. <laughs> but right, I, I mean, I think maybe maybe just playing just playing into this, right? Let's say Cody is leaving again. Uh, AEW is in good hands. That comment that uh, Tony Khan made on on an interview almost felt like it was setting this up. Whether he was set, and again, I don't know if I'm being worked or if this is a shoot. Because it felt like he was setting up that we were going to start seeing people leaving. And then we see Cody Rhodes and Brandy leaving. The timing is just immaculate, right? So either he either he already knew and was trying to get ahead of it just a little bit by saying, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to keep everybody, uh, especially with all the, you know, the three-year points coming up and all these contracts are coming up. So we're, we're not going to re-sign everybody, right? Yeah, I think that maybe even more had to do with just we're not necessarily interested in keeping these people around. Not necessarily that they can't offer them enough money anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's probably both scenarios, but most people are probably like, all right, we gave it a shot. You didn't really catch on. And it was an honest shot. So apologies. And they can probably mm -hmm. keep those people on non-contract deals. Like we might still need you to come in and work every once in a while if you're in the area. Cause that's how they used to do it. Like back yeah. in the TNA days, they were yeah, for sure. per show deals. So it could still be that way. Who do you think we could see them part ways with, though? Like, let's Joey again. Janella, let's... unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Brian Hybrid. Cage has kind of, you know, stopped showing up. I think. Uh, and Helico yeah. and, and Jack Evans, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, they stopped yeah. showing up too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> these are, these are all uh, very good points. Brian Cage, especially, um, because they've, I don't know, like when you look at Ricky Starks, he was injured. 
and they he hardly ever missed the angle TV. around. <laughs> yeah. They were angle around him to make Brian Cage look like a goof. Like, yeah. there must be something up with Brian Cage that they had they didn't just make him champ. Because look at the fucking guy. I know. Like, if they baby face that guy really strong and let him just do all his crazy moves, he would be over like Rover. It's it's ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah, like, I'm looking at the roster right now, and they still have, like, you know, CD, Frankie Kazarian, Jack Evans. I don't think they would go with Frankie or CD. Kip Saban. Kip Saban is still on the roster. He's probably young. Um, we'll probably keep him around because his contract yeah. probably too big. L- Luther and and Serpentico are still there. Um, Marco Stunt that. is still on the roster, also. I think Marco is another guy that they can probably yeah. drop. Unfortunately, Nick Comoroto. He's of that nightmare family. He's that big yeah. hairy yeah. guy. Like they I haven't seen that. that guy around. That yeah. guy's a monster. Yeah, but I haven't seen him around. That's the that's the problem. Um, Maybe they have to drop some of these people that'll. You know, mm-hmm. free up some time for creative to focus on other people. Right now, there's so many people. They're like, we we're we're supposed to focus on these people. How do have, how do we have ideas for anybody else who's not even on dark? Like the people we're talking yeah. about don't even get on dark. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally get that. That's yeah. that's where my uh, that's where the bloated roster comes in. But again, they they didn't have access to some of these names: Malachi Black, uh, CM Punk, others that they have now. Their roster is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. So. Uh, technically, they don't need some of the people that they, you know, built the company mm-hmm. on the backs of. And that part mm-hmm. is the part that's going to eventually rub people the wrong way. And just like WWE, AEW is going to get flack for having to uh, cut ties with wrestlers and everything like that. Oh, yeah. People it's... are going to say, where was this family thing you guys said about? You're letting people go. It's like, don't you know how business works, you jackasses? Right. Tony's dad's like, uh, we're putting a salary cap. We'll keep running. <laughs> you can only these motherfuckers so much. Yeah, yeah. You've dug pretty deep in my wallet. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, is Tony Khan still running for Congress or no? Is that not? That was a. Okay, was a, where did that? Where did that come from? <laughs> it was a rib. It came from a very <laughs> reputable source. It came from Ian Rappaport, who's an NFL reporter for, oh, I believe, ESPN, and he was he's reporting on it because he's the owner of the Jaguars. That's oh, okay. why he was reporting on it. He wasn't reporting on it as a wrestling thing. Um, yeah, owner of AEW is running for Congress. No, they're going to go with the uh, more legitimate thing. Apparently, like from what I heard, it was a rib. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. On That's who? pretty. On <laughs> Tony Khan, like somebody like registered him that he was like registered him to run for Congress. I don't know. Uh, it seems like, you know, the thing is, though wrestlers are weird and i could really see someone doing that to him within the wrestling community i really could it doesn't it wouldn't surprise me in the least oh, i could see a wrestling fan doing that like tony Khan. not even really? not even a wrestling fan i could see one of his own wrestlers jake the snake got access to somebody's pc <laughs> oh we used to do shit like this back in the day we had to send in an envelope you know that kind of shit right um <laughs> But like AEW is incredible right now. Like we had that oh, hype up the other week. We were talking. <laughs> um, we had uh, you know the hype the other week about like the big debut, and it ended up being Keith Lee, and then a quick cameo by Jay White. Right? No, but- a flip of that. It was initially Jay White, and they were like, "What well, Jay White's the debut?" And like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, it's Keith Lee. That, yeah, that, no, that was, was a pretty. Punch. Punch. That was a pretty it good was a pretty punch. good order. Yeah, right? it was to well, fix well, that that kid. forbidden door blunder, I guess. Right, that people were making a big deal about. I'm just like, eh, it happens. Honestly, what do you mean the forbidden? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Again, it'd be fine. No, what what no, forbidden door blunder that they said? Yeah, so Tony Khan put out a tweet about. Opening the forbidden door. Right. When, that was the when hype. Keith, when Keith Lee, you know, he's not opening the forbidden door. He was let go by WWE. Then he just uh, de- yeah. debuted. Yeah. So that's why, like, people were saying, oh, well, Jay White ran through the uh, the door. And I was like, that's cool. I mean, whatever. I think the door is, you know, I know that people get technical about it, but I think it's. It's up to translation at this so point. I mean, the door is like a it's it it's like a squeaky somewhere else. 
It, it's no, it's just like a squeaky screen door at this point. <laughs> it's a it's a curtain. Curtain. Everyone <laughs> is saying, yeah. there you go. It's a it's like the saloon doors. They just swing. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's no there lock on it. Anybody can walk in effortlessly at this point. But no, That's like seriously, everyone's like. like holding it to mean it has to be somebody who's contracted somewhere else wrestling at a place they don't have a contract. That's the God, wrestling like. fans are the worst. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm just like I'm, I'm just thinking to myself. Did you guys see that that bracket that came out? It's like here's like all the worst fandoms. They yeah, had like yeah. a like a tournament. And thing. then and they didn't have wrestling fans on it. Right. Both, Come on. Both, we got robbed. We really we got robbed. Did. We're horrible people. I don't, and we I don't got feel. I don't feel seen. Yeah, I don't feel seen. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is that Keith Lee had an incredible debut. Right. He almost did more in one match than his entire time in WWE. And like obviously a big part of that was uh who was it from Private Party he was wrestling? Uh, uh not Isaiah not, Cassidy. Isaiah Cat yeah. Uh not like his Wait, selling, obviously. I don't remember. No, it was Isaiah. It was Isaiah. Uh but it was like obviously his selling was amazing. So like he made Keith Lee look like a million dollars. But yeah, he holy does. shit. Like, I'm talk about the yeats, yeah, yeah, of all yeats, it was yep. phenomenal. I love Keith um, Lee's after school special cadence, the way he talks, he's just like, Hello, I am Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, well, like, he's the most eloquent person I know next to Mega <laughs> yeah, there, There's just there's just so much about him, right? Like, the, <laughs> the times that he did his thing that we've always seen him do on the indies. I realized, like, we never saw him do that once in WWE. Mm-hmm. And then my brain went, why did we never see him do his infamous, you know, Keith Lee bask in my glory thing? And then I realized, looking at him, oh, I'm guessing it's too much like The Rock. And they told him that he couldn't sniff the air because there was already a guy named The Rock that once used to come in and slowly mm. close his eyes and sniff the air. He looked very the rock like when he was doing that right and all i can imagine is wwe always makes these guys stop being themselves and that for some even the first time that guy he's skeptical of me up there but uh, when you when you went and saw keith lee on the indies he did that 20 times during a match that was he'd do it on the runway when he walked out he would do it every time he fucking hit a big move it was just part of his aura that's, right the whole that's, bat, the, that's the basking in his glory right and that's what i'm saying posing so much during the match like have you seen keith lee wrestle like yeah obviously he poses a lot. You, you guys like you see the thing i just did everybody yeah, that's yeah, that's very basically good, what lee. it is very good. <laughs> we're very proud of you excellent yeah, job. Good, good. yeah. you know that's but i'm just saying them. It was a great debut. It was a fantastic. You hit the nail on the head because that his his WWE run, not NXT WWE run, was a literally like a blink, and you missed it. Like he only had, he had like a cool match with with uh, Dijakovic, and yes, he, he did. He had he, he had a cool, and then he had a cool like Royal Rumble spot, right? He had a cool Which, moment. Was it at the the Survivor Series? Wasn't it with Brock or is it the Rumble? I one or the other. The, yeah, I thought that was a rumble. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, and Either I'm just way. like, oh, man, this like so much. Like it, this opened up so much potential for WWE, and it just floundered like a magic carp. Like it just went nowhere. It was bad. Yeah, how could you miss with Keith so Lee? He's like clean cut, big, strong. You like, know what? And you know what's weird? They used him for a WWE movie, so oh, they, they know. Yeah, like he was like a a, a co star <laughs> of that WWE movie that came out on Netflix. Right, and well, we I'm just like, oh, gotta watch for that show we used to do about smoking weed and watching stuff. We should watch that. There you go. Keith and Lee. I thought he was gonna again. I thought the rocket was gonna get strapped on him after I saw that he was placing that movie. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're gonna throw they're gonna throw the, everything at him, you know, because he's so he's such a you know fun loving guy. He can work big because what's what's the you know what's the WWE. Um, you know, TV now, it's just all big dudes, right? It's just all giants. Well, and, and like, they never once did what AEW did for him in his first match, for instance. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You know, they always made him be in some sort of weird match where he was, like, the underdog going up against a bigger name that he shouldn't be going up against. 
or, or, you know, like, oh, he's not ready for it at this point because he's still really new to the main roster uh, and he would lose. And it's just, it was a weird way to book somebody. Like, I, I don't really understand the booking of him versus somebody who you would want to look good, you know? And I mean, like, I, I don't know. AEW has several different methods of making people look good, you know? Like, let, let's be honest. I, I have to ask you guys this right now. Who's more over on Rampage, Hook or Danhausen? Who? Because I can't decide. Danhausen doesn't have to do a goddamn thing, and the people fucking lose their minds for him. Meanwhile, Hook is like the fucking Harry Styles of wrestling, but he smokes weed and fucking eats peanut butter sandwiches and kicks ass, and that's somehow also working very well. Like everything they know to do is like to build up like excitement. Danhausen, I imagine, is. <laughs> you think they plan? <laughs> they plan that they're like, all right, uh, you we're gonna talk about how you get high and you like chips and sandwiches and you're gonna yeah. over like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because when they said that, there was a uh, probably a seventy five percent of the wrestling fan population that could relate to him. Like, <laughs> hey, I like to eat chips and smoke weed. That's awesome, right? This dude's just like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, people love that shit. But honestly, like, uh, like the 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 fucking you know ill-tempered fucking hoodie wearing fucking ghetto fucking or like hip hop listening kid that wears a backpack all the time and smokes weed and fucking eats chips out of a vending machine machine. That was me. That was me. So I can relate, and I love Hook for that reason. Um, but like Danhausen, for instance, I imagine he's still injured, right? That's why I was bringing up earlier. Um, right. So they're kind of doing something similar that they did with Ricky Starks, where they're just having him be there and having him build up excitement to see Danhausen fight somebody, right? So like that, like the everyone's gonna be expecting they, him to like be super kick ass and then realize, oh, he's wacky as shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> just wacky, wacky. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, a lot of people that watch AEW are, I imagine, are pretty familiar yeah, yeah. with Danhausen's work. Especially I mean, just the, all the people that are just trying to draw in their regular fans, like. What the fuck is going on here? Right. Exactly, you think I'm able right? to do the tequila spot? Are they going to license tequila just so they can <laughs> let Dan has them do that shit? They better. <laughs> I hope they do. They, they really got to do that. Uh, but yeah, most, Dan most importantly, me. I, I want Dan Housen to be the person that ends swearing on AEW television. You know, like every <laughs> time someone swears, like Dan Housen pops up out of nowhere and fucking just lets them have it. So there actually is swearing still, but he still beats them up whenever it occurs. Maybe beats them up. Maybe he just the swears. Them. Yeah, wrestling maybe he comes out with swears. A well, of course, wrestling needs swears. But this is how a match with John Moxley happens, right? Yeah, yeah. John Moxley's <laughs> out there just cursing up on a mic, and then Danhausen comes out, and tells him not to swear, and Moxley having none of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I'm just saying, like they, they've brilliantly done. Uh, they they they've just done a great job of building guys up building excitement around guys again the ricky starks thing the danhausen thing when guys are injured still giving them a role or something to do to you counter know, that's that why... point the the wardlow push has been kind of hokey and lame because they've drug it out so long he looks like a real big idiot being treated yeah. like this every fucking week i i, I agree with you on that if like he doesn't that... kick anybody's ass quickly it's gonna be like well that wardlow guy's a fucking pushover who gives a fuck yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about that because there's like there's a time frame and uh, it's a bit expired at this yeah. point on Wardlow. I still really like him though, and I still oh, no, think he's great. That they've done a great job of, of building him up. Another thing that was really funny to me is I didn't like Adam Page in Ring of Honor mostly because I thought his name was stupid, and I thought his name was stupid because they already had an Adam Cole, and now that's become part of this rivalry now between Adam Page and Adam Cole. I really, I'm not even joking about that. I was like, the first time I saw Adam Page in Ring of Honor, it was after Adam Cole had had a match, and I was like, what? Adam Page? Get a better name, guy. I think they had a third Adam in there at one point, too. I yeah, they did. Sure. <laughs> there was a lot of Adams. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, again, Adam Page is a guy that is a, a fantastic example for me personally of someone who I didn't care for and AEW made me love him, you know, uh, other guys. I'm, I'm not surprised by orange Cassidy, other things like that. We but love they've Josh. Just done it. Well, Josh is just covering up his mic. So no one can see him masturbate too. You uh, what we're talking about. See, hey. I told you. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, um, 
But hands, uh, hands in view, Josh. Put your hands in view. Uh, yeah, AEW just again. Okay, my cool. thoughts. They 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 really okay, know how okay. to build talent, whether it's yeah. new talent or guys they brought on or whatever. They just they know how to build talent, make it exciting. I can't disagree. WWE used to be pretty good at that with their vignettes, but they kind of stopped doing that entirely, except for with this Nikita Lyons down in NXT. Mm. Their her her mm. promos are weird, man. They're, the first mm. one's like, "Hey, I'm a rapper singer." And the second one's like, hey, I'm a ninja. And Wait, then the third one's like, you forgot the rapper singer ninja. Rapper, singer. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not going to judge anybody's art form. Uh, well, I am. She's awful. Uh, she reminds she, me of that girl. But uh, she's not awful. That's a female rapper. You know that one chick? The white rapper chick. Gonna twig with like it's the last day on my earth or whatever she fucking said. Oh, my God. You have to have seen that bullshit. Anybody? Nobody. I can't. I can't validate that. Sorry. Oh my yeah. god! If, no. if you could give us a little bit he's more. Gonna, no, he's going to send no, it to I'm us all now. We're going to be forced to watch it. Like, yeah, he's going to wrap. Us, it no, up. just give us a little bit more of the song. Yeah, no. I'm not song. singing anymore. Do oh, the song. Okay. All right, fine. Well, uh, if we want to talk other wrestling news, WWE's holding the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia this Saturday morning. You guys. Saturday. Yeah. So Cody Rhodes um, show up there. For no. big money, grabbing his no. blood, getting that blood money soon. Some uh, I, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it would explain them having the extra money to make him like an offer he couldn't refuse, right? So, if he did show up, color me not surprised. Um, huh? I, you know, the weird thing about this, like, nothing is going to surprise me with Cody Rhodes, but I'm also so lost on what is really happening with him that I'm just excited to see the result like at this point i'm just like all right just show up somewhere you know like if his first thing is like in new japan or defy i know 100 this was all like a a rouge a rouge that's a makeup a ruse a ruse a ruse it was a rouge a rouge rouge well, is that, is that this, your wordle this... starter <laughs> no it's moist you know my wordle starter is moist you already you already used that one up yeah, sometimes uh, I switch it up to roast, but most of the time it's moist. Whose cell phone is going off? I was playing that terrible Dutch white rapper. No, nobody wants to fucking hear that shit. It's the best. No, it's, the yeah, worst. It, it's absolutely not. Oh no, get this out of here. This isn't worth the DMCA violation for. Get this out of here. Hey. <laughs> we're gonna get uh, uh, we're gonna get taken down, no. right? <laughs> yes, uh, somebody's uh, gonna uh, find that audio clip. <laughs> <laughs> uh Elimination Chamber does feature a record three women's matches. And Wait, uh, apparently whoa. WWE is making more headway in that department than Re- um is that I guess, record even for... civil rights movement. That's like women's equality. It's record for a WWE match. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's their I like how they're all stoked about women on yeah. a sign down there. Like, yeah, I understand they have a deal an issue with women, but like, that's weird that that's their progress. We we show women on a sign. WWE's changing the world, <laughs> and and literally, doing? like when they get over there, they have to wrestle in like onesie pajamas. Correct. No somebody heard like uh, somebody's like they were in the. Uh, Hanes t-shirt talls or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hanes tall tees. Uh, oh, well, that visual killed me. With a thermal underneath. Yeah, well, you know, again, uh, the I guess the, uh, the indicator about this is that I don't see anybody talking about WWE on Twitter, honestly. Um, and the few things I've seen has been people's disappointment about the direction SmackDown's taken as of late, that it's gone down to be as bad as Raw, which I, I disagree with. I still enjoy SmackDown because, uh, you know, I acknowledge the Tribal Chief, whereas other people might not. Um, but once you accept the uh, Tribal Chief in your life as your Lord and Savior, then, you know, you'll really understand how good SmackDown is as a show. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not until... Gonna, you know, not until Cody shows up to that table and says, Daddy eats first. No, Daddy does not eat first. The head of the table eats first. And we all know that. Don't play that goddamn song anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but uh, I will say that there are just a lot of lines being blurred. So 
uh, it makes it an exciting prospect. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, I just, I can't imagine that it's not going to be Brock versus Roman. It's got to be Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania 100%. So that, that card is already taken. That's the reason why I say if there's a direction they're going to go, has to be Bobby Lashley or, uh, uh, you know, like I said, the Miz and Maurice match. That seems to be. What about the know, rumors of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin oh, Owens? Oh, that's, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? That doesn't excite I, me as much as I would have a couple of I, years ago. I, I have such mixed feelings on it. Like, I remember being so hyped about the possibility of, like, Stone Cold CM Punk, I think was the talk. Yes. Like, seven, yes. eight, ten years ago, whatever. Um, and, and I remember when that was happening, I was very excited. Um, I, I think generally it, it's probably the only thing I've heard so far that would get me interested. I'm like, I kind of want to see that just to you know see what would happen. At the same time, personally, I I don't want it to happen because I I love Stone Cold and I don't know like it. it it's it's middle of February now. Mania is coming up in a month and a half. Like, is it really gonna like? get the 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 push that it deserves like if stone cold's coming back that that needs to be freaking huge and but just, you know what would the match be that here. you think would get you all wrestle bonered <laughs> well I don't know, that's, the, Punk. that's the sad thing though like <laughs> Steve Punk shows back up in the wwe <laughs> to wrestle stone cold yes that's <laughs> the one that would be the biggest match in mania history the guy is literally signed with another company right now so yeah <laughs> Hell hey, of a call. Uh, Tony Khan has already he said like that forbidden door that most saloon doors <laughs> they, they can swing both ways. But but both ways. Kind of, it, it just kind of reaffirms the point that why does WWE have to scramble last minute to create content? You know, it's just they always say mean, all this shit is planned out a year in advance. Scrambling to create content. What do you mean by that? What do you? What do you? Is that? He means like there's. It doesn't feel like there's any real road to WrestleMania matches going on, and they're gonna have to exactly. quickly scramble. It's cold. It's Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. It's just, maybe it's just bad. I mean, honestly, like the one thing about AEW is, and again, not to just completely be up AEW's ass all night long, but AEW makes me care about matches that I wouldn't normally care about. They make me care about rivalries that I don't normally care about. Their build to their big pay-per-views are about rivalries that they've invested time in that fans are all about. MJF versus CM Punk is one of the biggest rivalries in, in wrestling right now, and it's incredible. And it's everything. These it are fun, be. fun, fresh matchups. Like people got super stoked about Moriarty and Daniel. Uh, Dude, that was an Danielson. absolute fucking treat. That I mean, that's what a, I mean. Like, just they uh, know how to put match treat. together. WWE has everybody the same. They've already matched everybody up. Like, there's no excitement. Yeah. They, they yeah. seriously, the freshest talent they've sprinkled in recently is Austin Theory, and he's been man, just, man, man. and I mean, it's like man's little bitch boy. Well, that's the problem, right? WWE essentially makes everybody wrestle the same way and doesn't allow them to have that same originality that AEW lets them have. They don't let them take the risks that they let them have. Look at that uh, Lance Archer versus um, you know Adam Page match. Fucking they would have never, they would have never let their champion take that spot where Lance Archer dumped fucking Adam Page onto the fucking uh, steps outside of the yeah. ring. <laughs> I fucking one hundred percent was convinced he was going to do the little leg kick out thing and and. Uh, you know, uh, just counter it. And no, they fucking let his, their champion be thrown fucking in a fucking it. hardcore match onto a fucking set of stairs. That, like, was sideways, sure, so it bent when he landed on it, but it's all sharp and shit. Those edges on those stairs are sharp. I've fucking seen they're them. They're not sharp. They're sharp. They're fucking... That fucking sharp, not, dude. I'm, I disagree, man. Sharp as shit. It's incredible. Like, it gets you knife. You can cancel so, that like, shit. The risks that they're willing to take are on a different level than WWE because they would never allow their champion to take a bump like that in a hardcore match and there's just also this different level of wwe needing to scramble like you said at the last minute in order to pull in the star power to bring in like casual fans that don't really care about storylines they run round the back big... just for royal rumble just to fucking pop a fucking mania sure and then at mania i mean the bigger thing is is that mania is kind of like an event they're trying to make mania into like the super bowl right yeah. where you watch it regardless of the teams involved that is unlike any other sport and i know you guys aren't big sports guys but josh can attest to this 
if you're not a fan of one of the two teams in the NBA finals or a big NBA fan that you just love basketball, you're not tuning into the games of the finals. You don't give a shit. And same yeah. thing with every sport. You know, Super Bowl Commercials is one suck. game. Well, well, no, just one game. I'm just Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl is one game, and it makes it just easier for you to watch that I, one championship game to see who wins. But it's more about curious. the culture around it, right? It's more about eating the food, hanging out with people, the commercials. It's all about more shit than the actual game itself. I, I vowed this year there's no effing way I was going to watch the Super Bowl. What was I doing? I was I was watching the Super Bowl. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a good chunk of it. Wait right. a minute. You broke exactly your vow? You broke a vow. Uh, he, was, he was pretty bitter. Ooh. He was a bitter boy, and that's understandable. His team was supposed <laughs> to make it, and they didn't. Uh, but they're just like, there's. that's what WWE, I think, wants to make WrestleMania into. They want to, especially being on Peacock. Hey, a lot of people have Peacock. You can just tune in, watch it, even if you don't really care. But, like, we're going to try to pull in big names that will make you more interested, like Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar. You get Ronda Rousey's on the cock this weekend? We got to yeah, tune in. on the cock. She's on the cock once again. And, yeah, no, that's the... That's the allure. That's why they do things. It makes it an unsatisfying experience for those of us that are here every day, every week, every every episode, watching all of this shit, especially when they just fucking dump uh, you know, a storyline really fast so that they can move on to Goldberg being yeah. here and fucking you know <laughs> being ready to wrestle in saudi arabia and all this shit. Man, the people of saudi arabia do they really love Goldberg that much? Holy shit. I think they're love nostalgia. They're big nostalgia marks, man. Like they they wanted Yokozuna to be there and forgot that Yokozuna had died, so they got a different oh, no. sumo guy. That's why they oh, did that no. sumo guy last time. No oh, man. <laughs> no comment. No I'm comment. never watching a Saudi show ever. And no, I, I haven't. And I don't think I really have, honestly. Like, anybody if they want to watch it, if you love wrestling that much, you gotta tune into that show. But I'm also not feeling like some great guy for not watching it just to be clear no 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 just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm not like yeah. patting myself on the back actually i, I think don't watch the saudi shows I, I don't watch them typically <laughs> because they're not convenient to watch they don't put them on saturday yeah. or sunday nights at a reasonable time it's usually on like friday at like 2 p.m or thursday uh, thursday yeah. in the afternoon no it's it's yeah. it's like thursday around my lunch time yeah. yeah like i'm not i guess i can watch 30 minutes of it if i really care yeah yeah but uh, like I uh, like like I was alluding to before we got stuck on how terrible WWE is, the rest <laughs> of wrestling is really cool. Uh, and speaking of things really fucking cool, <clears throat> Defy up in Beak's neck of the woods oh, has yeah. been the talk of the pro wrestling world. Uh, just really cool shit happening. Not only have you guys had great matchups, and you know the five year anniversary show was just incredible, right? Just some of the matches you had. But then you have Swerve showing up. You have Darby offering Nick Wayne a AEW contract. Like, uh, just let's get your thoughts, sir, on being so close to that action, and not only that, but being so close to Nick Wayne in particular. Uh, well, first of all, it was a crazy last ten minutes of the show. Like, pretty much all the craziness happened within ten minutes of each other at the end of the night. So Nick has his match with Christopher Daniels, loses unfortunately. Darby comes out. There was like, oh, it's like a Darby Allen. He offered, he pulls out a piece of paper, raises up AW contract. Then Nick says, yes, he'll accept it. Then Swerve comes out and challenges young Nick Wayne, who's 16 years old, might I add, uh, to a match for the next show later this month. And uh, I am, I'm actually the timekeeper at Defy, so I get to watch all this with a clear shot, no one in front of me, right behind <laughs> the bell. A lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Nick is freaking great. He's super good. He has a great support unit. Like people are worried. Like he's, well, he's technically made it already. He's sixteen. What does he concern himself with school? Like now he's gonna focus on school, get that done with, and then he's gonna start wrestling for AEW. But yeah, uh, Nick, I've he I've been watching him for a while. I mean, growing up here, he was on whack shows before the pandemic, and he was like a little fourteen-year-old kid. And then after the I was pandemic, gonna say, what age did he start at? Fourteen? I, no, I think he started wrestling way like way early. His dad was a professional. Buddy Wayne, uh, they had a school, so he's been wrestling pretty much ever since he could run. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, that's why he's good. He's like so natural. It doesn't seem it seems effortless. Yeah. But yeah, when I he's so fucking good before the pandemic, like I said, he was like a little kid. Then we got got back for the shows for whack after the pandemic was over. It's like, holy crap, who is this grown man? But he's not even a grown man. He's still fucking 16 years old. He's almost as tall as me, dude. It's fucking he's he's a big kid. 
He's a wow. phenom for sure, man. He's really, yep. really cool. And it's really smart of AEW to, to again, I mean, Nick, you know, obviously Nick knows what he's getting into and knows that he wants to do this. And AEW is the one place that you can kind of feel like someone uh, of, of his age is going to be taken care of, you know, versus the machine that is WWE. I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about that if he had signed with WWE, right? It reminds but, me of like Teddy Hart because Teddy Hart was such a – when he first started out, he was a young guy that was like WWE wanted to push him good, but he got crazy. So he didn't have the right upbringing. Nick, yeah. I think, is going to be the exact opposite. All right. Well, that's good to hear because uh, yeah. I can't wait to watch him grow and I can't wait to see what he does for AEW. And I can't wait to not watch the Elimination Chamber on Saturday, but I hope we uh, still see some fun stuff. Uh, boys, I think we need to wrap it up. Let's get some winners of the week going, shall we? Uh, Neo, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot and see who your winner of the week is. My winner of the week uh, is Thunder Rosa. She pulled out a pretty badass match between uh, Mercedes Martinez. Um, I thought it was great. Incredible yellow jumpsuit, by the way. Looking like Uma Thurman from Kill Bill. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I I felt like it was a pay-per-view style match that we got to watch for free. For sure. Um, it had it had a lot of little little tidbits in there, right? We got to see, you know, Crease from from Cobra Kai, and you know, kind of like <laughs> some story, some story kind of enveloped in that whole thing. But the match oh, from start God. to finish was was phenomenal. So shout outs to Thunder Rosa for making it happen. I literally yelled at the screen because when he told them uh, <laughs> finish her, no mercy or whatever in the in the in the segment, I did I the. Uh, they all had to the look Leo, at the camera. Leonardo DiCaprio thing. I did the DiCaprio yeah, meme. I'm like, he did, he, did <laughs> he did the thing and the thing. But oh, like, it boy. really pissed. Like, I was like, oh my God, he said it. But then they all looked at the camera and gave like a, it was like a, I don't know, episode of Saved by the Bell or something where they were like, and I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, just look at him. Look at him and commit to no mercy. But uh, yeah, no, that was a very, very, very good match. And Thunder Rosa has been just incredible. Uh, it's it's kind of great to have our personal connections that we have with so many people in AEW and seeing them, you know, thrive, right? Like Absolutely. Ricky Starks uh, was part of the first wrestling show I was ever involved with personally. And I remember after watching everybody that night, uh, I was like, this fucking Starks guy is going to be a huge star. And uh, I'm not patting myself on the back too hard for being right, but uh, uh, yeah, there we yep. go. And I even told him that, like, after the match, I got all mushy with him, and we hugged, and he was super cool about it. But, uh, yeah, no, don't look at me like that. I don't know how it is. <laughs> he was sweaty and shirtless, and we embraced Bring it in. Uh, B, who's your winner of the week? Oh, I was already gushing about him quite a bit, but it's going to be Nick Wayne, new AEW signing. He had the main cool. event of the five show, and now next show he's going to be facing off against Strickland. It's going to be cool. That's Awesome. And Strickland's 90-day clause is up. A lot of people's 90-day clause is up. I know we didn't talk about it, but apparently EC3 and uh, uh, Adam Shear are starting their own wrestling company called Control Your Narrative Wrestling. Uh, TV deal imminent. TV deal imminent. I will fucking believe it when I see it. But hey, you know, it's professional. I thought the name of the company was TV deal imminent. (laughs) Oh. Oh. That's not a good name. I don't like that name. Uh, Josh, who's your winner of the week? Uh, well, first of all, I, I'm excited at some point to go check out a show over in your neck of the woods. Beak Defy has been on my list for a while. I think we, we might too. have to do a little little Russell Friends trip at some point. For sure. Um, I gotta go with Cody, man. I for yeah, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've gotten on board with AEW uh, quite a bit over the past year. Um, I felt Cody was kind of fair to Midland for a good chunk of it until the last few months, and he's just been he's been finding his groove. Um, you know, as that heel that's not a heel that's totally a heel, um, and whatever is going on right now, whatever that outcome is, I don't know, but like he's got the entire wrestling world talking about him one way or the other, so. I'm excited to see what happens. So good for him. You you said it, and I cannot deviate from my already chosen winner of the week. It's Cody, for sure. Uh, Everything you said is right. I mean, he is the biggest story in wrestling, and like that's something that he's very good at doing, 
right? I don't know what the end result of this is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be WWE or AEW. What I do know, though, is that uh, he he's captivated people for a while with the stuff he's been doing. And there was a, there's a weird period of time where, like, that reality show that him and Brandy did caught up to, like, some of the stuff. Like, and and then you start seeing, I guess, this real side of it quote unquote that i still don't know if it's real or not but you start seeing you their, like ve- their very real reaction supposedly to like this stuff not working and like how much they thought it was going to be cool and like you know sometimes where he like like she'll be like what are you gonna brandy ask him like what are you gonna say tonight and he's like i'm still working it out but like i i think i have an idea and he doesn't like cover it with anybody and then they show him say some controversial thing that all of the wrestling world was kind of like, what the fuck was that about? Especially like in the rivalry with Anthony Agogo and stuff like that. And then he comes back and Brandy's just like, that was great. You did a great job. And everybody's like, yeah, great job, man. And you're like, is that really what happened? Like, did you guys really think that was great? I, I, I don't know how off base you are. <laughs> so like there, there is a smart of me that feels like, like a lot of the stuff I saw on the reality show very much backed up what we heard from them say, which was like, yeah, we thought that this was the route to go. Well, like even when, even when he said he didn't think he was dressed like Homelander and we were all like bullshit. And he was like, <laughs> no, I really, I've never seen the boys. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You're like, but the dyed hair and the costume. And, and the you case. just said the boys. And you just said the boys. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I think well, it'd be funny. He goes backstage and they're like, everything is, was it great? And they're like, uh, Evidently, it was not great. We liked it, it back here, great. but <laughs> internet says well, no, no good. I, I, yeah, I don't no, know, man. Remember, remember that the best villains always see themselves as the hero. Yeah, so therefore, sure. so therefore, that, Cody Rhodes. That's the part he, of it. That's the that's that's the are, essence are of this su- entire thing. Are you suggesting he's just a heel in real life? Is that what you're saying? That he's just a villain <laughs> Cody Rhodes is a, piece a of real shit. person. <laughs> so he's like, why would people think I'm Homelander? Maybe maybe there's a little is. man controlling Cody Rhodes at this oh, point inside see, of his head. A I, I Nabu mean, Frick action. Yeah, a little yeah. Nabu <laughs> Frick action. Sure. Yeah, you know the possibilities uh, are in. That alien guy from fucking Men in Black. From Men in Black. But, yeah, of course. But, that, of course. but when I when, when I that immediately comes to mind when when I recollect that quote where the best villains see themselves as the heroes. That automatically right. just resonate with Cody Rhodes, though. Yeah, it sure. really does. But see, okay, so that goes very well with his entire personality and everything he's been doing. As exactly. but the weird right. thing about it is it he's openly over saying well. that, like his character is openly saying, "Well, I am. I see myself as a hero." Like he's literally referencing this quote. Out loud, no, yeah, or like the self-referential <laughs> stuff where he's yeah. like, "I am not gonna turn." Like, what? What? You can't break the fourth wall like this. Yeah. You're about he's literally living that quote yeah, intentionally, come on. Come on. <laughs> out loud, and start calling people faces and heels next. Jesus Christ! Let's calm oh, down. Oh man, Let's they have been the doing business. They've been doing stuff like that on AEW lately. Like Jr. said, "This has got to be some sort of angle." At one point on one of the shows, I'm like, uh... "What?" Why did you say that? And it doesn't help that that show yeah. that's on stars called Heels is opening up the wrestling, yeah, the, the wrestling well, biz to all the common mids. <laughs> and I thought it was funny, uh, when Moxley was telling his story about Brian Danielson showing up late to the wrestling show on Dynamite this week. Uh, yeah, he was just telling a real story, he wasn't like actually talking about like anything like in the wrestling world where he was talking about Tracy Smothers having to go out there and kill 45 minutes because Brian Danielson was late for the match. Um, but then he sold it like as if like, yeah, sometimes we sit around and have to wait to fight each other because you showed up late and then we fought each other. So like that part of it was cool because Moxley did a good job of kind of blending the two worlds. But even that, mm-hmm. I was like, really, are you really just talking about him? He was really flight delays and yeah. showing up to a wrestling show late and someone having to eat time. I mean, I get it, but uh, curtains pulled back a little too much there, Mox. Well, we thank you guys so much for listening to us yammer on about the curtain being pulled back too much on episode 460 of the steel cage podcast you can get us all on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k beak is at james vanderbeek with an j-a-i-m-s uh neo is at the neo x with an e-c-k-s at the end joshua schlag is at schlizag with two z's but of course all roads lead to at the steel cage 
uh, shoot us an email to podcast at the steel cage.com. If you want to reach out to us for any reason, uh, tell us if you like us, tell if you, if you hate us and you want us to go away again, and we will, if you tell us that, uh, do we have any also, emails? do we have any emails, Josh? No emails. Uh, if you have any questions no. though, make sure, <laughs> Oh, there it goes. Uh, make sure to email us at that email address. Of course, uh, if you want one of our amazing, super soft King of soft style shirts, you can get those over at the steel, uh, steel cage shop.com. That's, the steel cage shop.com uh, if you want one of uncle beak's wonderful t-shirt designs that are I, I don't even understand how these exist i don't I don't understand how this man isn't in jail but of course it's why he has so many heel turns it's like every shirt is a heel turn but you could get those at his old-fashioned t-shirt shoppy <laughs> over at pentagonzo.com uh, but that's all we got, guys. Thank you again for tuning in to the Steel Cage uh, show. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, kids, when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life. Yeah, you